So we're in the B qualifier right now at the Surf City Classic for Mod Buggy. Okay. Pretty interesting. We got JP Richards, Kyle Layton, Jake Thayer, Ron Duvall, Nick Miller, Dylan Nelson, Zach Gastelum, Jake Mayo. <clears throat> oh, what the heck? The whole scoring just changed. It's supposed to be the A qualifier. Now they're showing some amateur stock race. Let me do a let me do a reboot here. I don't know how do I do this. Did it change yet? No. So how are we looking there? Uh you know, we, we got our we have pretty much our A team there. Um and the So we're doing well. Uh, they're mostly just battling each other at the moment. Um, I think Dustin Evans is probably our our competition in terms of you know uh, manufacturer competition. Um, CJ Jellen, Tommy Hines, those guys have been doing really well too. Um, but uh, we'll see. Maybe our guys can. Hold strong. Right now they just started. And they're going quick. It's really kind of a bizarre race uh, results-wise because of... um, I don't know. I don't know why, but <clears throat> guys are faster at this race than they are normally. Hmm. Uh, other people, you know, you got the people that you expect to be fast, and then you got people that just kind of not really come out of nowhere, but come out a little bit out of nowhere, and that's kind of what's happening right now. Like, I mean, we got. Um, Brock Champlin in the lead. We got Yasuki Sigiera. Uh, oh crap! Where'd Mayfield go? Oh, he crashed. Ugh. Yeah, like the the results are just all over the place. Hmm. So we got the guy that came from Japan to run this race and to do some testing afterwards. Yasuki Sigiera. Uh, he's running Yokomo. He's in second. Brock Champlin's like checked out in the lead. Then you got uh, Rob Gillespie. Uh, it's just the results are just all over the place. Hmm. So I think we've had uh, we've had three different TQs and two wheel mod buggy, and this is the decider who's going to TQ the the race. Um, and right now Brock is looking like he's out front and looks pretty strong. Looks like he's got a, a little bit of an edge. Uh, Mayfield crashed out early. So oh, he damn. TQ'd, he TQ'd one of the other rounds, but just, I mean, he's got, he doesn't have any speed in this qualifier. And then, uh, 
Spencer, who TQ'd one of the other rounds, is crashing. <laughs> so it's it's just bizarre. They're doing what I do. Oh man. <clears throat> so we got Brock with a three point one second lead on second. Brock Champlin. Yeah. He's been coming on with his racing this year. He's really has a He's a kid that has the speed. He has the raw speed, and he's putting in full runs now. Um, it's making it scary for the other uh, the other guys, the guys that have had kind of a stranglehold, um, you know, for years up up top. And this, um, you know, he's he's uh, this kid's young and he's fast. So we'll see. See how it goes. You can uh, listen to our interview with Brock Champlin going back That's to episode 185. Okay. December yeah. 14th. Well, at least Mayfield's staying out on the track. He's trying to, I guess, learn if he's how he's doing. Hmm. These guys are going to be. Then the, the difference about this race is it's just one longer single main. So, um, you kind of like roll the dice, like the track starts developing and changing while, you know, things are going on. And so then once you get to that main, you kind of roll the dice. See, you know, if you're watching the, you're, you know, you're watching the track changing and progressing, you kind of roll the dice and see if you're going to guess right. My guess here is Brock's going to TQ, Mayfield's going to be second, hmm. Spencer's going to be third, probably Cavalieri fourth, maybe. So should be make for an interesting main. So we'll take a break from that for a while because now the we got a little bit of a break after the A qual. Be interesting to see if Mayfield tried anything there or he just went with he TQ'd with last round. It's like he went from one of his his best run of the event last night in this to this morning he just had his worst run. Doesn't make a lot of sense unless he changed something. So we'll see what happens. And then Brock's just clicking along. He's gonna TQ the whole thing. It's kind of it's hard to get up for this race because like the nationals was just last week, so it's like you get home on yeah. Monday, you know, you get home on Monday and like two days these guys have to turn around and run the next race. It's you know you think it's easy, but after you've spent an entire week at a different track and you've been you know the ups and downs, emotional ups and downs, and doing all the stuff and early mornings, late nights, then you turn right back around the next week and. You're running again at another track. I mean, it takes its hold a little bit, I think, on you. But Got some fatigue to, uh, mentally and physically. Yeah, some mental fatigue, I think. Then you have to fight through that. So I think it gets a little tougher, too, the, the older you get. It seems like that stuff isn't as big of a deal when you're young. But I don't know. 
Well, maybe that's why these young guys are up there, like Brock. Could, yeah, could be. Mentally, he's fresh. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so it looks like we left off last time on the podcast. We were in early August. We had what? Yeah, we talked about earlier. We had a J Concepts event. Um, our summer indoor tour was at Beach Line. Then uh, Allison and I went to the Back to School Monster Truck Bash in North Carolina. What? Yep. Back to school. Yeah, they call it the Back to School Monster Truck Bash. All right. What happens there? Well, it's a big outdoor uh, dirt track. It's right next to the NASCAR track, but it's a dirt dirt track. And they set up this huge uh, course for the monster trucks that has an over-under on it. And So, yeah, we went and saw that. That's an event that uh, we went to last year. And we're like, yeah, we w- I want to go back to that. And It's a great hotel location right by the track it's easy to get to it's kind of easy to fly in and out of charlotte so that was a fun trip uh thomas went to with uh brad um brad nicosia who works here uh, at j concepts he went with thomas to the wicked weekend which is another one of the big events on the dave lycom uh, series of events you know he's got the psycho nitro blast yep. ams wicked weekend and then there's uh i can't remember the name of the other one but it's like southern indoor nationals southern no southern indoor championships maybe it's the sick that's what it is s-i-c correct <clears throat> so those are the four events dave Lycom has as part of his uh race time entertainment so wicked weekend happened uh thomas and brad went there allison and i did back to school monster trip bash and then uh right after that was the roar nationals in ohio which was a pretty awesome trip for us and um now they're doing surf city classic and man um next week if we can get out of here thomas and i are going to fly to our turf nationals in connecticut rc madness that's correct rc madness yeah we're flying there on thursday and if we can get out of here on thursday uh i gotta go to a local town over there uh that's about an hour from where we fly in and i gotta try to file a police report to try to get my bmx bike back what (laughs) yeah wait i sent uh, a few years ago, I sent my BMX bike to an, a guy I, I met on Facebook that was an RC guy. He said he restores, you know, classic and vintage BMX bikes. And I have a, like an 87 model GT Pro Series that was at my parents' house. Oh, and I was man. like, I was like, ah, oh, this guy would restore it. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm talk to him about it he's like yeah send it i'll work so you know i'll work on it and i forget you know he's like i'll bring it to you at the event you guys have in massachusetts you know this is going back like to 2017 and so i sent it to him he said he got it and haven't heard from him since i've tried to contact him tried to talk to him contact him on facebook uh, the number that's on Facebook for him, I tried to call him, nothing. So um, I got the conversation printed out. I got pictures of the bike, 
and they told me here in my hometown, I can't file a report here. I have to go to their hometown to file a report. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to try to go on Thursday and do that next Thursday. Wait, where is he from? Uh, let me print it out. Or let me look at my paperwork. It's like, uh, yeah, at Attleboro. Attleboro. So, uh, see, see if that does anything. Um, it's like I just want the bike back. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> it's kind of simple. But anyway, um, yeah, it's like uh, 1987 GT Pro Series. Pretty sweet ride. So we're going to do that Turf Nationals, and then it's the following weekend we're going to take off for the Worlds in Slovakia. So that's coming up very soon. So the Wicked Weekend, how the guys did that was a good race. Um, I think they had like 600-and-something entries there in Georgia. So... I really wish more of our guys, uh, top end drivers, could have went because uh, it looks like a good race, but it just the scheduling scheduling doesn't work out very well for us because the, the <clears throat> roar nat the roar nats is the very next week, and nobody really wants to fly to Georgia with their nitro stuff, then turn around and go run the ten scale nationals the next week. So, so yeah, that's a toughie. Then, right now, Fred Fred's actually in Texas for the RCDRL Super Nationals, which is a big dra- RC drag racing event we've been going to the last three years. It's kind of where we kicked off our first drag racing body. Uh, we released one there last year, which I think was the Mustang. So we did the, the Chevy 2 Nova the first year. We did the Mustang the second year. Uh, plus the tires last year and wheels. And then this year we're kind of showing a few new things, but um, not talking about them exactly yet, but got a couple new things out there. Drag racing. It's blowing up. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Wow. People love it because it's just easy. You go straight. Um, you know, it's easy to say it's easy to go straight. That, But it's actually kind of not. But mm-hmm. I think the idea is, the the perception is that anybody can do it. That's the perception, and I think that's part of the draw. But And just that you can mess with the cars. And you can go outside or find a club and, and go, you know, test your speed. So it's, it's kind of been, it's, it's been popular the last several years. It's been really kind of building everybody's still kind of making their own stuff to some extent. I mean, when we came out with our body, uh, we built a car uh, that was a Traxxas slash converted to a drag car. And that was the blueprint for building a car with our body for quite a while in, um, you know, even some of our competitors now are using that same blueprint to make their own products. So, um, 
so yeah it's it's been going so then we moved uh we did the back to school bash uh which was really kind of neat uh we i did a video on it i don't know if you guys watched it and but we we put that up on the YouTubes and uh, Facebook. It's just such a killer course. Uh, it's just long, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, just uh, they had a nice little sellout there. I think they had like eighteen, nineteen thousand people uh, watching that one. And uh, of course, we were cheering on the Bigfoot guys, but. They didn't really all do all that well, to be honest. Um, but um, but yeah, it was it was cool. Gonna go do that with something different, and then we got into the Roar Nationals the next week. Uh, we had Thomas and Paul and Lee Setzer drive up to that one in Ohio, just because you know we bring a lot of product for these nationals, so it was nice to be able to drive it up there. You know, you start shipping 20-plus boxes, it really adds up. Yeah. It's not, that, not that we use that many, but you have to have all yep. these different combinations ready and handy. So it's good. We got to set up our pits there. Uh, I did my little – I did some video. Uh, we put that together. Uh, Rich got that video put together, and then um, – Got some photos taken of the winning cars. We probably our best uh, last year and this year have been our best performing years. I think at the Roar Nationals uh, in ten scale. Probably our best two years ever. Is these last two years? So we won two wheel mod, four wheel mod, back to back for the first time. And I can't remember. We won short course both of those years also. I'm trying to think of the other events. The short course, um, what was it, six entries at the Nationals? Yeah, that's wow. right. It's It's fell on hard times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shut it down, folks. Yeah, it it's a great entry level class. Still, the vehicles still sell for people that just want to get RC cars, but it's yeah. just it's just not a race class anymore. <laughs> the appeal wore off. Yeah, I mean it's I mean we've had it around for almost ten years now, so it's yeah it's just the the run is just over. You know it, it's tough because. It's a little bit deceiving um, because we're looking at the entries in the modified class. So to some extent, it's, you know, to some extent, we're looking at just the entries in that mod class. But there's also a stock class, and it, it had more entries, but it's still it's still just not what it used to be at all. Just not fun and competitive like it was in, you know, 2011. That's probably the peak, I'd say, 2011, 12, and we've just been hanging on. 
as a, as a high performance race class, I guess you could say. I'm pretty sure I'm watching the video of the Surf City right now, and there's a guy at the wall watching racing that has a beer in his hand. <laughs> Is it Kirby? <laughs> no, but it looks it's it's got that bottle shape. Yeah. Like so so it's either like a Corona or I don't know. Let's see if he tip, tips it forward. Maybe we can see. <laughs> kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so that Roar Nationals, first time we've ever been to EN Hobbies. Uh, it's We fly into Columbus, and uh, EN Hobbies, it's a little bit weird when you pull up because this whole shopping plaza is, like, abandoned. Hmm. It like used to be, you know, it was like, it seemed like a very, it was a real nice one at one point. Like there was a Target in there and like a PetSmart and, you know, all the stuff yeah. that goes with that. Right. So, I mean, there's still the, the Target is still there. Like it's, but it's abandoned. Like there's nothing in there and the PetSmart, like all those buildings are there and there's just nothing in them. And then you get to the end and one of the areas, like, I don't know what was in here previously. Maybe it was the. Maybe the track is in the PetSmart now or, you know, it looks like something like that. Or it could have been like a Circuit City or, you know, something like that. And um, that's where the track is. And I guess they get a good – they have a good uh, deal for their their rent. And it's a really – you know, they got it nice and painted up in there. They got some great dirt. Which uh, they uh, they seem to have a lot of up, up in that area is just really good dirt for RC racing indoors anyway, and uh, they so they got it all maintained up. It looks really nice, and uh, it's just weird when you drive in because it's like pretty much one of the only things there. So you're like, where am I going? You get in there, and it's like, wow, it's a nice track. So sweet. Uh, yeah, hobby shop in there. Um, guy was really excited about their future plans because I guess, which is a little strange, but they're actually going to change the track to all carpet. They're going to take out the dirt. They're going to split up, um, and actually put two tracks in there. Um, so the way the track is positioned now, they're going to take all that out and then they're going to turn the track the other direction, make it carpet off road. And then they're going to put another one behind it that's uh, carpet on road. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they're really excited about it. They want to clean it up even more and put the two tracks with good carpet. And uh, I mean, my rule of thumb is if you can get good dirt, you race on dirt. If you can't get good dirt, like you're in Vegas or something like that, then you kind of have to race on carpet. Um, but they're in an area where they can, they have the, they have good dirt. So. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But, uh, people do like carpet also. It's been really, um, the hot thing to convert your track to, uh, recently. So it's, it's hard to say if it, I mean, remember when we used to get so many questions, is carpet taking over for, yeah. Should we post some uh 
Maybe right now I'll do this. What's that? I'll I'll do it. <sighs> All right. I had to take some allergy medicine. I'm dying over here. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, the final qualifying order here for Surf City is uh, Brock Champlin, Ryan Mayfield, Spencer Rivkin, Rob Gillespie, Ryan Cavallari, CJ Jellin, Dustin Evans, Tommy Hines, Tanner Denny, Yasugi Sigura is 10th. All the way from Japan. JP Richards, ele- JP Richards 11, Blake Champlin 12, Kyle Layton 13, Nick Miller 14, Jake Mayo 15th, Ronda Vall 16, Jackie Thayer 17, Harley Yoshi 18, Dylan Nelson 19, Zach Gastelum 20th, Ryan Pavitas 21, Shinosuke Adachi 22, Sammy Moran 23, Scott Spear 24. I'll stop at 25, Brendan LaRoe. Man, guys are struggling with this track. Holy cow. A lot of fast guys really far down. Hmm. I mean, this... Is uh, Damn. Yeah, it, it's just unpredictable, kind of. Yeah. And four rounds of qualifying usually kind of sorts guys out pretty well because, you know, th- when we have three, like we have occasionally at our races, it's tough because you take two or three. So... um but with four, you know, it's usually the guys, the cream definitely usually rises to the top because of the, you get two out of four. And, um, but yeah, this is definitely a little bit, um, a little bizarre. So we got the very, the very fastest time of the event uh, Brock just ran the very fastest run of the event, 15.507. He also has the second fastest run of the event, 15.509. And then he has, and then Mayfield has the third fastest run of the event, 15.509. Then Mayfield has the fourth fastest run of no, no, I'm sorry. Spencer has the fourth fastest run. Then Mayfield, the fifth fastest. So out of the top three guys, they have the five fastest runs of the event. Makes sense, right? Hmm. Yeah, so we're talking about the Roar Nationals, right? They're putting in the carpet. Uh, should be interesting to see how that plays out for them. Um you know, I mean, that's dear. It's a little cold turkey. Oh, this is kind of a cool question. So I'm starting to get some questions here, but yeah, for that Roar Nationals, uh, it's just amazing race for us. Uh, I was just super proud of uh, what our guys were able to do there. Uh, Spencer being so strong in two wheel TQ and three out of the four rounds. Uh, Mayfield started off a little slow. Uh, things looked a little dim for him. Um, that, that's two events in a row where that's kind of happened. Like at the, when we went to that E nationals, uh, one eight skill E nationals in Virginia, he started off slow there. Um, and then the second day, like he made some changes and got pissed off and then just came back with two straight TQs. And it was like, wow. Um, he really uh, showed what he was capable of and, 
it was good to see. So then, so then he TQ'd four wheel and he won the second and the third main, um, kind of like, uh, Spencer had the same thing. He, uh, he had to win the second and the third main, uh, Ty Tessman won the first main in both. And it was a little bit tense. People, I was pretty pissed off that, uh, mm-hmm. our guys were running so well. And then, um, and Ty got a win in the first main, but, um, like these guys, um, like these guys have done before is they responded uh, really well. And um, and then uh, they won the second and third mains, which is usually very difficult to do because if uh, your your competitor wins the first main on you and, and then in the second main and he's right on your ass in the second main, uh, that's usually the most nerve-wracking because you don't, you know, if you make a bobble or a mistake, he wins it in the second main and it's over. Right. And that's honestly how exactly the second mains went. Uh, uh, Ty was right on, um, Spencer in that second two wheel main and Spencer never cracked, ran just an amazing race. Um, and then in the second four wheel main, Spencer was the one actually all over Mayfield in the second four wheel main and he won it. But the third main, uh, Ty was there too. And uh, the guys just ran awesome. I mean, it was super impressive driving. Um, we ran some new compounds and some new front tires at the race we never ran before. Got our uh, Ellipse front tires out now and, and um, ran at that race. And then we try to have a new silver compound, which people are a little confused about because we used to have a silver before uh, that we that we used. But this is entirely different silver. It's just a coincidence. We're using the same, uh, color and, uh, kind of, uh, way to describe it, but, um, definitely a new, new silver. Um, so been pretty good though. And then in short course, like you said, six entries, Spencer won it beat Dakota though. So, uh, it probably was a pretty good race too. It was, yeah. <laughs> they they battled, you know. It was, yeah. and nobody knew who was going to win that one. Um, so yeah, it was he was actually excited about winning short course and oh yeah. Know, like one time we left to go to lunch during a qualifier and stuff, and he would come. He he's like, "Did you see that one?" I'm like, "Now we went to lunch. Why did you go to lunch? Because <laughs> it was and short we're course. Just like we we're like because it was short course and there's five guys. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh man." <laughs> but yeah, um, we were having some pretty good fun about that. So yeah, we're starting to get some questions already here. Austin is asking, is there a new body for the T6.1 coming out? And yeah, there is. Uh, we have a prototype we ran at the Na- Roar Nationals. Actually, uh, Spencer, Brock, and... Uh, couple other drivers ran our the new body and actually we had to make uh we did have to make changes to fit the t6 and it'll actually fit the t6 and the yokomo yz2t so um it's gonna fit both of those vehicles we have alex max saying that it was just the losi body but 
Um, there was a guy that did, uh, we have tried that and it does work, but we had to make a few changes specific for the mm. T6. So anyway, new body coming out. I have a part number here. It's going to be called 0388. How about that for info? 0388. Yep. Um, so we got that going. Uh, Barry Baker was the next guy. Says, when do I get to be part of the podcast again? Um, you know? And I was actually, um, I'm in the, I'm, I'm putting up throwback episodes, and uh, his was next in line. So that's funny that he mentioned that. I was just getting ready to put up that one we did with him a few years ago. Uh, we got uh, Austin again asking him, will there be an ellipse for short course? And uh, the design's done. We haven't decided to go to tooling on it yet just because of the uncertainty with the class. But I think um, I think we will. It's just be mostly, and this is going to sound a little funny because I think um, it would be a good tire for dirt oval short course. <laughs> and that seems to be where the popularity in short courses at the moment is, uh, is in that. So dirt oval. Uh, yeah. Oh. Cause they, they have a, they have uh, multiple classes that use short courses, the base in dirt oval. And, yeah, I think it'll be not only will it be good for off-road racing, I mean, it'll be a good tire there, but also it will be good for the dirt oval guys. Um, we got Gary O'Brien asking any 110th Truggy bodies in the works. And that I'm assuming he's talking about the little four-wheel drive trucks. And we actually do have one already. We have one for the uh, for the Techno it's a finisher for the techno and uh, it's been selling for quite a few months already and has been pretty successful. So maybe that's uh, one that he's talking about. You know, he can, uh, he can look at that one. If he's looking for a different type truck, I think only right now, only uh, uh, X-ray is the other manufacturer that's making one. But we haven't, we don't have one of those yet, so we don't know if our body fits. But um, as far as production trucks, the Techno that's out, our body is made for that one. And it works on some of the conversions too. There's the guys from Missouri there have that conversion for the associated, what was the B64 to convert? I think the B64. Yeah, B64 to convert to the, the four wheel drive Truggy. Our body works on that too. Then we got Ashley Sides asking the new silver compound. What's the difference from the old one? Um, and it is, it's a lot different than the old silver compound. This one is, we're also going to classify it as a clay compound, but it's much softer. Um, and it's, it's used when uh, the track is kind of a little bit, hasn't quite come in yet, a little bit green. And then as we saw at the nationals, it worked really good on the kind of the mature surface. So I think the silver is going to be a, the real deal for us. Something that's going to be a legit um, option for everybody that races uh, with clay compound tires. Uh, then Aaron Klein asking, Uh, you get one driver per class. You can only use them one time. Who do you pick per class? <laughs> wow. 
So on all of his classes is SCT, two-wheel buggy, stadium truck, four-wheel buggy, e-buggy, one-eighth scale nitro buggy, one-eighth scale nitro truggy, touring car. Oh, man. Um, Cavalry touring car. <laughs> well, and then let's what, just split the rest up between what, Mayfield and Spencer. Get this. Well, you can only we'll be here all day. Once. You can only huh? use them once. It said. Oh, you can only use one driver once. <laughs> okay, sorry. Tough. Wait a minute, you only use them once, so I can't. Yeah, no, you use Cavalry for touring car. You're done, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I wouldn't use them for touring car anyway, but um, uh, sure from from the U.S. Yeah, but for touring car worldwide. Oh, worldwide? No, probably not. But uh, yeah, I, I mean. All right, so I'm not going to take. I'm not going to use Mayfield for SCT. No, I'm, I'm not going to use I'm any pro. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he has Dakota Fen for SCT. That seems like kind of a waste. Um, how about this? Oh, I didn't see his list here. Oh, cool. All right. Here's what I say: SCT, and this is going to be. Because I want to use a good driver, but I don't want to use all my weapons. <laughs> right? Sure, of course. Right? Right. So, SCT, I'm going to use Alex K. Good driver, good short course driver, but, and I, I know we're going to be battling for a win if he's driving, and I didn't have to use one of the heroes, right? Okay. So now you bump down to two-wheel buggy. Oh, we got to skip two-wheel buggy. It's too early for that. Stadium truck. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to pick for stadium truck. I'm going Tebow. I'm going Dakota stadium truck, Dakota. So I'm using a hero. It's like using your lifeline, right? (laughs) I'm using my hero for uh for stadium truck this is actually kind of fun is tebow still good at the stadium truck yeah he's good at everything actually. all right well then we'll put tebow in there i'm, I'm writing mine down so we can I post it later two-wheel buggy we're skipping at the moment stadium truck we're putting dakota four-wheel buggy e-buggy E-Buggy, I'm going to put Joe Bornhorst in there. Oh, I was putting him at Truggy. That's not bad. Um, So E-Buggy. I'll put Lutz. Yeah. (laughs) Joe Bornhorst. I don't know. I don't know all these drivers. We'll go Lutz. You're you're doing good. This is like fantasy right now. It's like fantasy. It is. It should be right up your alley. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you at? Where am I at? Yeah, as far as on this list. Well, we well I've been jumping too because I I'm trying to avoid the classes I like the best. <laughs> okay. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to save my my best guys for those classes. All right. Uh, so oh wow, Aaron went with uh, Cavalry and Touring too. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. Um, oh, eight God. scale. I, nit- I just saw something pop up that's going to be a mess. But anyway. <laughs> Keep, keep going. <laughs> uh, eight scale nitro truggy. Uh, I'm going born horse. Okay. He always wins that. Um, 
eight scale nitro truggy or a buggy. Oh man, who do I want to use there? You know, going by what I got here, I could actually slide in somebody. I, I, I could actually, I could actually slide in even a stronger team. All right, I'm done with this list. Oh no. I don't follow these guys enough to know who's uh No, you're who should doing be. good though. <laughs> All right, so I sorry Alex K, but I had to take you out. Hmm? Because of the way this is playing out, I think I got I think I might have I think I might have settled on my team. Who am I missing here? All right. Should we, did we review the, uh, so Aaron's asking <laughs> one driver per class. You only could pick him once. So he has short course truck down, mm-hmm. two wheel drive buggy. Mark these down listeners and play along. <laughs> Send us your results. <laughs> two wheel drive buggy, stadium truck, four wheel drive, e buggy. Eight scale nitro buggy, eight scale nitro truggy, and touring. That's your list, folks. And Jason is starting off with short course truck, and he's taking Alex K out of there. You originally went with Alex K. You've taken him out. I took him out because, okay. and it's just because I could put in a larger name. All right, the so who is- are you going with with short course truck? We can't bounce around. This is too chaotic. Ryan Ryan Cavallari. Cav? Yep. Okay. That's who... I'm sorry, Alex K., but I bumped you for Cav because I was able to put him in. But Alex K. would be my backup there. Um, Two-wheel buggy. This is tough. I'm going but Spencer. That's what I did, too. I, I put Spencer in there right now. Uh, stadium truck. Aaron has Ty. I went with Tebow. Okay, that's good. I like yours is good. And Jason went with? I went with Dakota. Dakota. Four-wheel drive buggy. I ch- This is where I put Mayfield in. Yeah, I'm going Mayfield there. Aaron also went Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, E-buggy. I had Joe Bornhorst in there, but I was able to... Um, uh, the way this plays out, like we did earlier with Alex K, I was able to put David Ronafalk in there instead. Okay. So I actually put David Ronafalk in there, but I would have Joe Bornhorst as my backup. I'd have him coming off the bench. All right, eight scale nitro buggy. <sighs> right now, I put David Ungaro. Just just tough he's the guy is winning everything hmm. 
Jean Gallo. Yeah, I mean, he's the world champion. He's won every one of the RCGP races, which is ironically another one of our questions coming up, but that's going to be a mess. But anyway, um, and he just won the e- he won the e- e- Euros just a few hours ago. But no, oh, um, so the the guys the guys just uh, an eight scale. So he's pretty good. Wizard. Yeah, he's an eight scale wizard. Okay. And um, I guess I yeah, gotta go with the Italian kid myself. So it, it's hard not to put him in there. Right. All right. And then uh, eight scale nitro truggy. I went with Joe Bornhorst. Okay, that's a good one. I went with Tessman. Um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you nine out of ten times, but that's okay. No, just oh, jeez, Joe. Did you no. hear that, Joe? <laughs> All right. And then uh, <laughs> Tory Carr uh, Cavalry. Okay. Um, well, I, I guess when you say worldwide, <laughs> I guess it changes that. Mm-hmm. And... How's Paul Lemieux doing in touring anymore? Is he doing anything? I, I honestly don't think that he races anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think he's been, he's kind of like me in a way. He's just kind of not really racing. Like, I think he races occasionally. Well, he runs uh, Gravity RC, so. Yeah, so I mean, he was just at the Roar Nationals with his son racing. His son is actually Chase. getting, yeah. yeah, really, really fast. Like, his son is really good. Like, like he was... In, he was running modified already. You know, I don't know how old he is. He's probably 12, maybe. Wow. And he was already running modified. He was like in the C resort. Um, so, yeah. He's fast. He will be, he will be competitive. Uh, I'd say in the next year or two, he'll, he'll be battling for the A main probably at the Nats. So, pretty damn good. All right. So if we're uh, in touring car, if we're st- stricken or st- in touring car, if we're staying with US, I'm going Cav. If we're going worldwide, I have no idea because I don't know anybody. So just tell me who then. <laughs> uh, Br- Br- Bruno Bruno Coelho. Bruno, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of a no brainer. All right. Um, but yeah, if you're going to US, Cav. I mean, he's won like the last four nationals in a row. Uh, or something like that. It's either three or four. Um, yeah, so my team, Ryan Cavallari, Spencer, Rivkin, Dakota Fenn, Mayfield, Rona Falk, Angaro, Tessman, Bruno. That's pretty does, solid. Does uh, Cav race, um, does he go overseas and race touring car at all? Mm-mm. Oh, I'd like to see him try it. Yeah, I think he would like to try it too, but it just hasn't really worked out in his schedule. Okay. Hmm. Well, there's the list. Yeah. Not bad. Good question, Aaron. Okay, so we got out of that one. Jeff Aldrich, any more dirt oval bodies coming out? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, we don't have them like you know ready to go like this month, but we have some more in the plans. Uh, we're still officially trying to get our uh, late model body out, um, so. We hope that happens pretty soon. So, yeah, we do. We have more stuff in the works. And we talked about the tire earlier for SCT, and then we 
we have another one that we'll probably have for SCT Oval too. So got some stuff going. Then we got Eric Everett. When is Dorian going to hit? First of all, I don't like using the word hit. I'm tired of people saying. I, I, don't, I don't really like hit. <laughs> okay. But um, come through. There you go. When is Dorian coming through? <laughs> I, uh, I guess what? Uh, Monday and Tuesday down there, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's getting close, and we're all going to be rocking. You know what I was thinking? I was, t- I was telling this to Carrie the other day. <laughs> you know, uh, Trump got on there, and he's talking about the hurricane. Okay. If I was president, because he went to Camp David recently. I, I guess he's up there now doing whatever they do. But you know what I would do if I was president? And so What's that? I'd go, I'd say, you know what? I'll, we're going down to Florida. I'm going down to Florida. He has a place down there. I'm going down there, and I'm going to be down there with my my Floridians and and take on this hurricane. You could. How how? What kind of message would that really send? Like, you know what? I'm not going to visit this after the fact. I'm going to put myself right in the middle of it. You, you know what people would say? What? Is you'd have half the people saying, oh, man, what an idiot. He's wasting his time to go down there, wasting all of our money and our time <laughs> just to go prove go prove how all right. of, well. a, of a badass he is. That, that's, what, that's what half the people say. Then the other half would say, man, how noble. Yeah, that's what I would you know, think like, it would be. Yeah, you know, everybody would be like, you know, so it's Yeah, just, you're right. Can't win. Like, no, you can't. It is. It's impossible. I just think that would be really cool instead of like, saying you know showing up after the fact just go you know what here i am i'm with you guys right here (laughs) so shane shane just asked any chance you'll make a body for the serpent cars you know we have in the past and uh it wasn't all that successful i think just because i think there just isn't as much demand i think as people would think um, of course, when they have that car and they have their friends might have that car, they always think that there's a lot of them out there. But the truth is there's not a lot of these cars out there. Um, and even the TLR, which I would consider one of the more popular two wheel buggies, uh, it's not a great seller. I, I don't see it happening. Um, then we got, uh, Jeff Keaton, how much do I love him? And uh, I definitely will say there's some days much less than others. Oh, <laughs> well, or, or I could say it the opposite way. Some days more than others. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, um, you'll take now, that. He does. He represents or he uh, flies the J concepts flag for us wherever he goes. Uh, uh, albeit guy. he's a, a touch controversial. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he, he likes RC. He, he continues to race. They still, uh, uh, they still do a podcast. Well, I think the one he was on, he kind of got shut down. Oh, okay. Um, but then I didn't know. He, I, he, he, he guests, on, he goes on as guests quite a few. Oh, okay. Different ones. Well, I was going to give a shout out, but, uh, okay. Well, shout out to Jeff anyway. He just moved to Iowa. He did? Or Idaho. Idaho. Oh. Idaho. He's been racing in uh, 
he's been racing in that area now, Washington. So, yeah, kind of a big thing. Then we got Austin asking again my view on the 21.5 class. I, I like it if it stays for amateurs. I think it's cool uh, if it's just for amateurs. But if it's not and you start seeing all these guys jumping in it that are overqualified, then it's just it's just <laughs> not what it's intended for. It's intended for amateurs or people that are unsponsored and – it's really intended for amateurs. It's, we call it. We don't want anybody that's sponsored to be in it. But in Good today's racing, those people. in today's racing, we want you to be amateur, um, amateur level, or you're older. You know, somebody else that has been around the block, who's kind of raced in the old days or raced in the '90s, and um, you know. And I think that's uh, the, the the reason for that class. It's something that people can run at these events and not feel intimidated. So that's why I would like it. Sure, it doesn't have to be 21.5, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how we've designated it. But um, anyway, then we got uh, Conrad asking my favorite race to travel to. <sighs> I don't it's hard to say. I, I do like going to Hobby Action in Arizona. I like the location and the track. I like traveling there. Um, I always like going to Connecticut to RC Madness. We always have fun there. Um, um, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of places I like to go to. There's a uh, a lot of our races, uh, J Concepts races, you know, we had one in Vegas this year, which was cool at 702. That was pretty nice. Um, we did a, uh, we have our race in Missouri each year. I, I always be able to have fun going there. Um, you know what the right answer is? The next one. There's a lot of to that. I mean, we just did the nationals. It was I enjoyed it. Um, That's a Tom I Brady like answer. Going, I like going to Thornhill too. The one the track in Texas where we had the fuel. Oh, nationals. dude, that track's huge. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> Great place. Um, I was like going there. Damn, so cool. I haven't been able to really nail down what my favorite one is though. But all those are very, very good events. Looking forward to going to Michigan this year. We have our uh, fall indoor nationals going there. And from what everybody's telling me, the track's really nice. So we'll see. We got uh, Mike Garrison asking, RC drag racing. RC drag racing is not new, but has certainly become increasingly popular as of lately. What is the cause for this sudden burst in popularity among racers and manufacturers? Is it the next big thing or a passing fad? Um, we, we talked about it earlier, right? We were talking about drag racing. And I think it's because um, people like RC cars and it goes in cycles. Um, you know, like we talked about, our short course was hot for a while and then um, – 
you know, then it gets into two wheel buggies hot, then eight scale buggy, then something in on road. And it just kind of makes this vicious cycle. But, um, I think what, um, RC drag racing has going for it at the moment is there's so many of these short course trucks out there from when short course was popular that they're turning them into drag racing cars. So instead of going, Oh, what did you do? Fall down. <laughs> I pulled out something. You still there? Yep. Yeah, I, I hit the, one of the wires and pulled it right out. Um, I think that's what it is. RC drag racing, there's a lot of short course trucks out there from the boom in that class. And then from there, guys want to do something with it. And they don't want to race it on the off-road track anymore. So they're turning them into drag cars. They're seeing these cool bodies that, uh, you know, muscle cars and, you know, drag racing inspired things. And they're, they're, they're turning it into, um, uh, something that they can do and they can mess with RC cars and they don't have to go to the track and do a ton of practice to be competitive and they still can play with their hobby. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing. And and I don't know if it's a fad or if it's here to stay. Um, Like all these things, you know, drag racing, RC monster trucks, um, there's not really a, a mainstream vehicle you can buy and just go and do it. Like everyone's kind of building this stuff. So that's where it is right now. I think, and I think usually a dedicated vehicle or platform kind of helps. So if somebody makes one, I think that will help quite a bit. And then we'll see if it's got any real legs to it. But it, it has been a bright spot in RC the last couple of years is just people doing other things with it. I, I think it's going to continue. Uh, as long as there's not a new hot off-road segment that people that's gains people's interest. I think people are going to continue to find like drag racing and, um, scale truck ra- scale truck competition and monster trucks. And they're going to be doing all these other things because they still like RC cars, but there's just the, the, the little bug for them to race off road. it just hasn't been as strong. Hmm. That's just my, I feel like RC opinion. drag racing was a thing in the early two thousands. It's I, it's just been on and off forever. I mean, yeah, like because uh, I remember we started selling stuff at Trinity for it, like early two thousand, and yeah, mm-hmm. then I guess it probably fell off, and now it's back. So, like everything, I guess all these things just go in phases. So what the they hell? do, <laughs> yeah. And and then in, there was a time in the nineties, you know, when it I think uh, there was drag racing stuff i mean that when tim yeah. smith po- posts all his old photos they're from the 90s yeah because i remember when we were starting that up um starting to bring stuff out for drag cars uh trinity went to guys that used to race in the 90s you know to get some mm-hmm. you know advice and stuff on products and all that stuff but yeah so apparently i didn't know it but apparently somewhere in the 90s it was popular dropped off came back dropped off now it's you know coming back again so it's <laughs> it's like that with anything guys i mean look you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i got yeah. some photos from a friend of mine from the 80s and he went to an rc drag race <laughs> wow 
And it's it's all RC drag stuff from the 80s. Yeah. And you look at some of the bodies and stuff that they're using, and it's very similar to what we have today. <laughs> it's Jeez. kind of funny. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we got there. Then we got uh, JQ is our next question. Uh, but I'll I'll skip that one for the next because I'll kind of combine all his together. But then we got uh, Justin Doyle. Thoughts on the new Roar president? Any early insights? Um, you know, I, I know Chuck, who's the Roar president, and he's a smart dude. Um, I think he thinks about different angles, and um, and uh, I think he has some of Roar's best interests for sure out there. It's always an uphill battle with Roar because uh, so many people always have so many negative things to say. Although I've been to three of the nationals this year and all three of them have been good. I don't really have any mega complaints. I'm sure there's little things here and there, but it's just, it's not run by a computer. You know, people make decisions and there's things that kind of change. And, um, you know, there's guys that complain about the different events, but I mean, I thought all three of them went well, especially this last one, this electric one, um, went went really well so or 10 scale electric one so uh i I don't really have any complaints about those three events i thought they ran them the way that they have in the past and we have a roar national champion for the most part they're all you know as far as i'm concerned all the vehicles were legal all the products met the specifications and we started and finished the mains and um there's winners and losers. That's <laughs> just how it is. Uh, I, I do think that Chuck can help even more. Um, he's he, he's he's making some steps in. He he's he came to two of the three events I was at, kind of getting his feet wet in terms of, you know, meeting some of the racers face to face, seeing what they have to say. Um, I know he's been, he has responded to emails when people or manufacturers have asked him questions and, um, I think he's there and I think, uh, we'll, we'll see. I think there's some things he wants to do and he wants to implement, but you know, you gotta think there is only a few races a year that roar is actually that heavily involved. So we always use the rules, you know, that's the thing no matter all these races that we do, I mean, they have amazing rules, um, a rule book and, and, uh, sure there's things change and their way they monitor or enforce them changes, but there's a lot of amazing rules that people have spent, um, you know, working on it. Mike Harrison just did a talk it up Tuesday with the press. Mm -hmm. So pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't read that, but yeah, this Chuck, he's not um he, he knows his RC stuff and he knows he he's a smart guy and um I think the only reason people uh, you get out of roar is because you're just tired of the BS. Mm-hmm. Uh nobody will cut you slack. Nobody will and this isn't like a these aren't like big time paid positions. And uh it's just um it's a tough position. It really is. Wait, Rob Sturgill in with a question back from his, uh, he was out there in a cruise. I guess he was out yeah. in that, uh, I guess he was out in the waters there near the hurricane. Now he's back safely. And he says, how long do you, uh, 
how long till you race 10 scale off-road again? What's it to your, what's it to you, Rob? <laughs> no, my question is when's the next time he's going to run? Yeah, really? That's the better question, Rob. When you run it, buddy. Um, honestly, I, I'm, the goal is this week is to kind of get my, uh, my B6.1 drivable uh, for the turf race this week. So I think I might, if he considers running on turf off-road, that's <laughs> there you go. probably probably what what I'll be doing. <laughs> did you uh, so, did you get that new trying. did you get that new uh, kit in from Losi? No, uh, the Kenwald. I di- I didn't actually order one. I see uh, people were starting to put them up on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, it's been pretty popular. So they only made a limited run of those or limited to how many they could sell? I think it's limited to how many they can sell. But, <laughs> okay. Um, I, but I, everyone has a limit. You know? I'd like to get one and just throw it up on the shelf. But um, I guess you can get into your questions about... Uh, RCGP because I don't know I don't even know what you guys are talking about but um yeah they so, kind of uh, so Jason why don't you like uh, RCGP that's the question <laughs> well I just thought <laughs> I, I think the number the number one thing is the way that <clears throat> this was per- promoted to all of us was it was supposed to get new racers into RC wait a minute didn't we talk about this before on a couple uh, episodes maybe ago? like Maybe like three other times. <laughs> oh, you want me to just paste that no, into the show? No, it's it's. A, <laughs> All right, I, it sounds familiar, but go ahead. The way that this was promoted when it started was it was supposed to enter new people into RC, which is what everybody asks for um, in the industry, of course. Okay. But um, so that was how it was promoted to the manufacturers. To me, when I've talked to people, is this is going to help get people into. RC, um, which it's not. Uh, nobody's going to get into RC because RCGP, in my opinion. Sure, m- we might have some people that fall into it, you know, maybe because they bump into something or they wanted to run a race. Um, but this isn't the the gateway for people to get into RC. Is in my opinion, what I really l- wish that it would. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, I wish this would get people into RC, but it, it's not going to. And that, I've said that since the beginning. Um, just because I know uh, by watching the uh, the way that this all has worked over the years, the way that the racing goes, is it's a very tough sell to get people into RC by just showing them the most expensive vehicles with the world's best drivers. I don't think that that is selling it the way that they are wanting and hoping that it does. Um, So right off the bat, the way that it was sold to me isn't, isn't working. That doesn't, that's not going to work to me. Um, So if they say they're going to have a world series of RC races and they're going to have great races, that's fine, you know. Um, you know the the very the first one was in the Philippines. I, I've you know checked in on them occasionally. Um, 
depending on, you know, which one of our guys were racing in it. Um, and, uh, which guys, um, you know, were there and, and just kind of getting a general idea what it was about. And I thought the presentation was very good. Um, when they started, uh, with people's pit areas and the teams and there's some kind of some neat elements to it, but it, it isn't, but the main thing that they're trying to do was to get more people into RC and that it's, it doesn't accomplish that. So, um, but as, if you're just going to say, Hey, let's put on a really cool looking race and have the teams look more professional that I think that the first couple races looked good. Yeah. Um, the, the whole battle with, um, with the racers, um, I, I think the competition, you know, they were supposed to be, um, Ungaro versus Ronafolk. You know, that's kind of how this thing kind of started is, you know, which one of these guys is going to win. But to me, that's not selling any vehicles. It's not selling anybody to RC. Um, it's just another big race to add to the calendar where we have tons of big races already. So the way I look at this is we had a world in November and say it was 2018, I guess. And, um, Angara won, uh, Davide Angara won it. All right. Best eight scale driver at that race. He's probably the fastest eight scale driver in the world. Um, only a couple guys have managed to beat him here and there. Um, since that event, uh, Mayfield was one of them at the Nitro Challenge. But, um, you know, here and there, some other people have won. But it, it's really because that um, breakage more than anything. <laughs> um, so, and I, they've ran multiple rounds of this RCGP so far. You know, uh, there was one in, like we said, the Philippines, Italy. Uh, Spain, I believe. And then, uh, the next one's coming to the U S uh, it's going to be at Thunder Alley. Oh, and, um, so, but Angaro's won every single one of them. Oh, he has. Oh, geez. Yeah. He's won every single one of these races. Did I have him so, on my list? I think I did. Okay. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. That's right. I went I, with him. <laughs> I picked him for eight scale buggy. Okay, good. I want to but, make sure uh, I did too. <laughs> but he's won every single one of them. And um, so th- the only thing that I can say is now we're going to have four or five race events to just determine that Ungaro is the fastest driver in the world when we already figured that out in November in Australia at one race at the Worlds. So we're going to use a ton of money, a ton of traveling. We're going to go all over the world to just decide that Ongaro is the best driver in the world, which we already did last year in Australia. So, um, I mean, and he's winning these races kind of easily, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Now, sure, you could enter more competition. That's what JQ or any of these guys are going to say. Oh, well, well, if Mayfield race it, and oh, if... Um, and then, then the sure it would shake it up a little bit more, make it a little more interesting. And what we've already said, the races are good; they do look good. Um, and and it would help, um, you know, people would be more interested if all these guys raced it. But it's not 
the number one thing is we're supposed to be growing RC and selling products and selling, um, you know, uh, promoting the industry, which it's not doing there. You know, it's not getting any bigger because of that. So my thing is, why do we want to travel all over the world four or five races and do all these events when we've already established at one doing one event once every two years who the world champion is and then um so to me all we're doing is just showing that the same guy is just that fast every single event and on top of that we're not introducing any new people to rc so well maybe maybe you get you know Maybe you get some kid that does say, oh, wow, that looks cool. I want to look into it, I guess, right? Yeah, that's but, the best case scenario. Yeah. The best case scenario is some kid or – and, or an and really, to be honest, it's more adult. Um, but, you know, they had one event, I believe, where they kind of, um, you know, they got a bunch of school kids to come out there and watch the race. And, you know, they were all excited because they got these kids out there to watch by the bleachers and, or, you know, and it was nice for the kids to watch it. But at at the end of the day, you know, how many sales were generated by, you know, kind of, um, you kind of threw these kids out there for a promotion. I guess you just hope that maybe one one of the kids, you know, or a few of them are just like, Oh, Hey, I want to get an RC after they see that. I mean, you really don't know the result of it, but yeah, um, I don't want to argue a, I don't want to argue a good thing. Um, I think if if it was if it as originally designed to promote RC and to get more people into it, I think if that was possible um, in some kind of organization, I would be totally for it. But in this situation, the way they're trying to do it, like large scale racing or Formula One or whatever the case may be. I just don't think it's doing it. It's by just showing the fast guys over and over again. Yeah, I, see, I didn't know that was the I didn't know that this. was the goal of it. I thought originally this was just like for all these fast guys to get together and have like a, a series and a point series to determine. Yeah, the way the, it was sold. That's what me, I thought it was. I didn't know we were supposed way, to be selling it to. Yeah, the way it's been sold to me is that it was supposed to get new people into RC. Oh, okay. And that's how it was, that is supposed to be different. And, and we were all told that we were idiots if we didn't get involved because in order to (laughs) create, to create, to create something new, you had to be different. And, um, I just don't believe that this is the way that it's going to be done. I, I think that there, it's a great, um, idea to get to try something but i don't think that this is going to do it and um you know i it's tough to exp- i know they have a lot of time in this i know they have a lot of work and jq is a really smart guy they have some great people involved but as i wanted to tell them from the beginning i just I'm, i just don't believe that this is the answer and um and for us to be involved there, there is some monetary uh, expenses for everybody, and um, and then if they want you to be in the series, there's a big entry fee for your 
for your team to enter. There's a lot more to this than people um, realize, even me. You know, there's more, there's things that I don't understand about it either. But I do know the main thing is, is that it's supposed to create new people that want to get into RC. And in my opinion, that's not happening with this setup. Um, so, um, yeah, and he, and he posted in here that, so that's, I wouldn't say that that I don't like RCGP. I don't like that um, it was sold to me to be this um, promotion of RC racing and it was going to introduce new racers, but it's really just another race series to run. Um, If we're just talking about running a race and it looking cool, and sure, that's great, but that's not how it was sold to me. And... um, and I knew this is the direction that it was going to go. And uh, so that's part of it. Um, so he's posting the other day. They posted a question. Uh, they created a poll. With RCGP heading into the last round in the USA in October, we want to know, have you enjoyed it, and are you excited for year two? So I voted no. I'm not, exi- I'm not excited for it to go to the USA and I'm not excited for year two. Like it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, so of course he's using this data to try to call me out, which I'm fine about. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, like I said, from the beginning, um, I'm not excited about it and, um, I'm not excited for year two. (laughs) Um, and he, he wants to know why Mayfield, and I don't want Mayfield racing in it. Well, I never said I didn't want Mayfield to race in it. Um, in the end, um, Mayfield can race for whoever he uh, – he can race the events that he wants to run. The problem comes in is when you try to limit um, – first of all, there's no reason to run in just one of them. That's – Number one. And then number two is if he's going to race in something, he needs to be racing in the event supporting the sponsors that he races for, not who he races for at that race. There's a lot of conflicts that they're not considering when you go into something like this. They wanted Mayfield to be a, a on their wild card team. And what that means is he can run a single race like the race in the U.S., but he has to wear Beach RC apparel, and the decals on his car have to support Beach RC and and those sponsors that have to do with the RCGP. Um, So so now we have a situation where you're basically renting a driver for the weekend. And to me, Mayfield's not a -a rent-a-driver. Um, he's a guy that, um, he has large supporters such as J concept, such as Mugen, such as, um, a main hobbies, uh, people that have, um, that are his main supporters, their main sponsors. They're the ones that always need to be front and center because they're the ones that are always behind them. You just can't rent a guy for the weekend 
and just use his results to promote your company, especially when it's in conflict with somebody else. Somebody like Mayfield, if he races for A-Main Hobbies, he really can't wear a shirt that says BeachRC because technically they're competitors. So wait a minute, BeachRC is the U.S. team? Yeah, um, which is which is cool that Brent's involved, but he um, he has a team, BeachRC, and at different events he's had the wildcard racers race for his team. So like, Oh, gotcha. Okay. So at different times, like Robert battles raced on the team, um, uh, hmm. uh, fast, super fast driver from Italy. Uh, Barofalo, um, has run for the team. Uh, there's been more, but over the, over the course of the year, he's had many good drivers race. And I, I just don't feel that, uh, in general, Mayfield doesn't um, – he's not a rental driver. Um, and to me, it would be disappointing to see him expected to alter his uh, appearance, his decals, to just for one race. To me, that doesn't um, – that's why I wouldn't want him running the race. It's not because I don't want him running the race to support the series. It's because – he doesn't need to be running a race where he's not allowed to represent the people that have always been there for him and always sponsor him. Hmm. Um, so it's a little different. You can't just walk in to this race, theoretically sign up and run like you would at any other race and wear your normal gear. And you have to be kind of, uh, in one of these teams. Oh, like I said, it. there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot <clears throat> to, there's a lot to all this that, I mean, I don't even understand, <laughs> but, uh, but from what I've been explained, that's the situation. Like they have announced that Ryan Lutz is going to be one of the wild card drivers for this race in California, which is great. Ryan Lutz is a good driver. Um, one of the better ones and, um, he'll be a legit force, uh, during the race. But, um, you know, in the press release, he's wearing a, you know, they have Photoshopped a beach RC Jersey on him or, crew shirt Mm. which you know he's an agama driver and he's has all these other sponsors so right away right away you can see like if the press release came out and they put a a different shirt or jersey on him Mm. that wasn't j concepts or mugen or whatever i'd right away i'd be like you know what this isn't right from us wow so what's Uh, all what's the sponsor say about that like his spawn like i don't know i I I think you you would have to go to them to get permission right i mean I, I I don't know. I'm not sure how it worked there, but how it worked for us well, I mean, with is, any. yeah, how it worked for us is Mayfield, uh, they asked Mayfield to race in the series. Mayfield turned around and asked um, his sponsors, you know, is this something that I should race in? And, um, you know, between the, the major sponsors that Ryan has, we all just <clears> said, well, under this situation, it doesn't really make any sense for you to race. Um, you know, not only is there, uh, and on top of that, oh. I believe there. I believe there's also a conflict. Um, there's a, a conflicting race going on at the same weekend that Mayfield's going to be racing in. So, besides him already having a prior engagement, um, there's all these other. Uh, you know, all these other issues, um, you know, it, so the way that the series has been constructed and put together, I think is there's some cool elements to it. 
Um, but you know, it's, it has caused, there's also some parts that it's caused some hard feelings with some of our drivers already. You know, we had a, I'm not going to say a falling out with David Ronafolk, but part of that situation also revolved around the RCGP, you know, how he was going to be presented, what his t-shirts were going to look like, what his car was going to be decaled like, and, um, just not, um, just hasn't been a smooth, uh, just hasn't been a smooth year from that standpoint, you know, and if that's the way it was going to go, I just wasn't interested in, um, you know, being a part of that. I don't know. We all get exposed to RC in some way and, and, uh, we all got hooked. I, you know, me, it was just seeing some kid run an RC car around in his parking lot. So had to go. I, I can, and, I can find, uh, <clears throat> and I think I read this before. I'm pretty sure we read it before, but it was, uh, you know, what's funny is I would say out of all the things that I've seen from the RCGP, the only thing that really caught my attention was a video where David Ronafalk like, you know, did some kind of trick in the air. Like he did some kind of oh, cool trick. He did like a cool trick in the air during one of the qualifiers or races. He did like a backflip or something. I don't know if it was a backflip, but it's like <laughs> he got all like twisted up. Yeah, like or something kind like of, that. I heard about like, this. It was, kind of, it was kind of like a whip that he kind of cor- corrected. And, oh, okay. Um, so... I could do that plenty of really, those if those guys want that me to. Was kind of the highlight. <laughs> that's been kind of the highlight. Like, you know, as far as I've seen, like that's been kind of the highlight. I've seen a lot of people complaining online about the driving. You know, they start races that they need to be more heads up races. So they started doing all these heads up races. Oh, I like heads up racing. And, and, and then you see the people were a little quiet the first race or two because they were like trying to, you know, be mm-hmm. cool. But then you start to see, I've seen people kind of, now they're coming out and saying, oh man, the rough driving and I'm getting run over and I'm getting taken out and that's why I'm getting screwed. Oh and, man, because it heads up? I, yeah, you can see that I now. I like heads up. And, and, and it is true. That's how the race is. Yeah, but I like heads up. Heads. <laughs> yeah, and so, but that's how it is. Like if you're going to say you're going to race heads up, people get taken out and that's just the well, way it is. And That's um, racing. Yeah. That's what they signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, it gives guys like me a chance if I have a good start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And on all things considered, uh, I think for the most part, the fastest guys always find their way to the front. But yeah. But yeah, there's been complaining about the about huh. that. Huh. So I think it's just kind of funny. Um, Do they have a Joker lane? Mm. Where you have to take you have to take that rough lane once during your race, man. Somebody had that one time, and I was like, hey, um, that's freaking I love that idea. They do. You guys used um, to do that, didn't you? We have that on our Super Cup for a little while for so. a, a special class that we had. Man, but, why, why isn't that? Um, why did that there was something popular? else. There, there. You know, uh, the PMB did that this year. They had a Joker lane. Really? But the Joker lane wasn't slower, it was faster. Hmm. So the idea of the one at PMB was that you could make up a 
it was like five seconds a lap faster, but you could only like take it like one time. Yeah. So there, there, there was kind of a, a unique I like thing that. thrown out there. Oh yeah. I was trying to find, I like that stuff. So I think that there, there I have a headache are, uh, from all this. <laughs> me too. Well, well, I told you. Well, you know more about it. I don't even know what's going on. I told you. I just watch nuts. football. All right, guys. Then <laughs> <laughs> wrestling and play video games. Um. Okay, what were we gonna say? Uh, but yeah, their presentation. Uh, I remember watching the video when they were first doing it. How long have they been doing this now? Like over a year. Well, it's just just this year. Yeah. So when they first started doing, it, I remember seeing some kind of video that they did to promote it. I guess, and I was like, wow. That looks freaking awesome. Like, it just looks cool. I mean, it really did a good job with that stuff, but I was like, yeah, they have a, they have a pretty nice promo video uh, that before they started, then they kind of got into, um, they had somebody do the video was really cool, but, but I mean, I I can't join the series, right? I mean, I gotta be like, no, they have a, they have another class. Um, I forget what it's called. RC. RC2 or something like that. It's oh, okay. like a, so they have the main, you know, the, the top level guys compete in a, in a series of races and events throughout the weekend. And then they have another class that is for more, I don't know what you really want to, it's not really average drivers because there's very good drivers in there. Um, it's just people that can't race in the other class. You can sign up for this mm. other do they, have, do they have anything for below average drivers? <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's what so. I would need to be in. <laughs> no, I don't think they. Uh, but but this, I mean, I'm sure anybody can race in that. But I mean, yeah. so they have one race over here, and the rest of it are overseas. Or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just other would, countries. Yeah, I mean, it's meant to be a World Series, so they have one. They're trying to have one in in the different countries. So if that. I wanted to, I could I could go race to the one here. Yeah, you could. I could sign up for that? Yep. Wow. Well, if you guys want me to show up at that race, uh, go to patreon.com slash radio. Start donating. <laughs> yeah, donating. And uh, I don't know how much it is in enter, but uh, any anything helps. And then uh, if you guys want me to race this, <laughs> go over there. I'll race it. Uh, just go over to patreon.com slash radio impound and uh, watch that spectacle. Good Lord. They'd kick me out of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could do all those flips and tricks in the air <laughs> without trying. Uh, anyway. Okay, well. Hey, we don't want like to see anything fail, so RCGP. Um, there it is. Are you done? Uh, hopefully. What are you going to do? I don't know. It's a tough situation when. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's like I think that people believe that you're out there, um, you know, that you're a hater. You know what I mean? And I just state your opinion. That's, I guess, that's I mean. essentially what they want to say is that, um, you know, they think that they posted this poll, this poll on the internet oh, yeah. about uh, if we're excited for next year. So I said no because I'm not. Uh, but now they think that I was a hidden hater. Oh, that's that photo here. That, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. But it's not. I'm not a hidden hater. I told them from the beginning that I didn't like it. So well, what do you mean like, hidden hater? Your name's right there. What, you're not hiding. 
Well, I, I don't know. Maybe that's something only a moderator could see. Oh, okay. But I thought it was funny. Like, I'm like, oh, I'll vote on this. I'll just say no. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, there is a yes and a no, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good I one. mean. Uh, and the question is. I guess you. Head, heading into the last round in the USA in <clears> October, <throat> we want to know, have you enjoyed it? Are you excited for year two? No. <laughs> that's that's yeah i get plenty of that about the podcast i mean yeah but, it's uh, like hey do you like it no do you like it no <laughs> believe me um, uh but you know what you do what you do take from that though like i get these messages is like well okay why don't you like it so then you try to get feedback so i guess that's what they could probably do on here well, with the poll you could probably contact people say oh well, hey man why don't you like it what can we improve on or something like that so well the idea not so much that you hate it Mm-hmm. The idea of this poll doesn't make any sense because oh, what is it? Because it's saying, "Are you excited and do you like it?" Are you excited so, and do you like it? So, but that's not how it's sold to me. It's sold to me as it was supposed to bring new people into RC. It's not. But what the poll is? Oh, do you like it and are you excited about year two? Well, if you just liked watching the racing, sure, you just say yes, right? You say, "Yeah, it's been fun to watch the races. I like to see Ungaro and." Um, run a full race and yeah sure it's fun right but um that's not really the sales pitch that i was given or the reason why you should be involved in this okay. why you didn't why you need to travel to different countries in the world I mean, people don't know that just to send tires to david ronald for the race in the philippines which there wasn't a lot of entries at and there was limited uh you know it was just getting going it costs about Six or seven hundred dollars just in shipping to ship tires to the Philippines, and then once they're there, then once they're there, nobody even wants to bring them back. They just they just want to abandon them, <laughs> and it's like, well, I can take a few pairs with me because I have a little bit of room, and then the rest of them we either have to figure out how to ship back or they just stay there forever. So it's like you know when they asked if people ask if I'm supporting the series, and you're like. Well, yeah, we had to send six or seven hundred dollars in shipping of tires to David to run this first race. We're totally supporting it. If we weren't supporting it, we wouldn't have sent anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. But the, they're like, oh, but that doesn't count. Oh, the shipping doesn't count, or the price of the tires doesn't count. It's like, no. It's like when you got, fa- we already have. It's like we had thousands of dollars in shipping something to the very first race, and um, but that doesn't count. So. Anyway, so you mean, um, uh, never mind. I'm, I've lost my. Train. It's a. It's kind of a mess. Yeah, I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right. The cool. bottom line. The bottom line is, <clears throat> if you just want to watch some fun, if you want right. to watch the racing, some good guys racing heads up. Yeah, it's fun to watch the nice. the present presentation's pretty good. Um, you just go to their the website pit, to watch the, it. The pits look. You know, I think you can watch it on Facebook. Oh. Um, when they go live and uh, they have some good, uh, they have the, the, at many of the races in Europe, I guess they have the, the coverage that you like from RC racing TV. Oh, I think they've yeah, done RC TV. I think, they, I think they've done several of the events, if not all of them. I don't know if they'll come to the U S or not. I haven't seen that, but who um, RC TV. Yeah. RC racing TV. I'm not sure if they're doing the U S event, which would be cool if they did, yeah, but I've never awesome, seen them. Man. I've never seen them come over here for an event. Uh, before but as far as i remember but uh yeah so be interesting there but yeah i mean it's um it's fun to watch races it does i mean anywhere i go i like watching 
racing. Um, this is cool. But to sell it the way it was to me and the way it was sold to everybody, um, which was, oh, you're an idiot if you don't don't join. Um, and um, you're a part of the problem type of thing. That's not really fair. You know, that's why I tell people that don't download the podcast. I say, you know, you're an idiot for not listening. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, What's the thing in one of the diehards? He's like, um, they're like yelling to one of the guys over the phone. And he like, says something like, um, I'll have to pull it up. Yeah. It's a pretty good thing. It's But it's something to that effect. Um, All right. Well, rcgp.com. Uh, I'm on there now. They got the listing of all the events coming up. Mm-hmm. They're in, uh, like you said, they're here in the U.S. October 11th through the 13th. Then they're back over, and then next, and then that's the end of the series until next year. Then, and they already have. Uh, it looks like they're booked all for next year already. So they're in the Philippines in May, Aust- Austria in June, Italy, August. You know, I was thinking uh, all these the Italian uh, RC drivers are really fast. What the hell happened to me? <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah, maybe you have to live in a, in Italy. Yeah, maybe that's what it can't is. Be Italian by uh, by father bloodline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by by blood, bloodline doesn't work. You just have to live there. Oh, okay, and that explains it. Well, anyway. Uh, then we got, will we see any dirt oval sprint products? Probably not any bodies. No? At this point for the sprint cars, because there are a lot of panels. Um, it's not really the... It's a little complicated. That, that well, it's not, compl- <laughs> it's not so much complicated as it is... Um, it's a little too much work than we're used to doing. <laughs> no, it's just different, and... Um, That'll probably be one of the, you know, we could do it well because we could make the panels. We could, but it's just, to me, that's not the area that excites me the most is the sprint car body. You like the tires. At the moment. I, I like the tires, wheels, and I like the bodies in the street stock class because we can make some licensed looking cool cars. Um, so uh, tires and wheels he could probably look at. Uh, let's see. Matt is asking two wheel buggy front ellipses. Um, September, October. Uh, then we got uh, Matt Walter from Techno asking, "What are my feelings on the new Masters of Europe series?" Which I just saw a real brief thing on it. Now, wait a minute, what's this now? Another I, I series? I, I I did see that the guys that organized <clears throat> the. <clears throat> kind of a oh, man, my allergies are killing me. <laughs> it's kind of another kind of another mess but anyway master of the, europe series there was the there was the neo buggy race in europe that right. was always super popular well that was organized by um phil from neo buggy and then uh the track was built and the racers run by dxr club from the uk well when phil decided he didn't want to do neo buggy anymore i think these guys decided to they want to still have a race on that weekend which is uh easter weekend because the it's at a college in this college uh nobody's there during that time 
and they can use the agricultural building for the track. And then they can actually use the dorm rooms for everybody's hotels, which is actually really cool. Um, but uh, so Neo Buggy didn't want to do the, the the race legwork anymore. So DXR held a race there this year called uh, I don't remember what it was called. Anyway, it was a pretty good race, but not like the Neo Buggy was. Anyway, I think these guys are trying to organize a Masters of Europe series centered around maybe having that uh, the race that was formula formerly Neo Buggy as part of the <clears throat> event. Um, yeah, I'm trying to Google it, but I can't really f- figure it out. It's probably a Facebook thing. I did see it just kind of a blip the other day. Um, and if it's, here we go. You know, if it's something like, uh, yeah, so it's, it's multiple races. Um, the GP, uh, what would happen if the best races of Europe were joined together? And now then this is kind of in conflict a little bit with the RCGP thing. Oh no. Because now you have another series of events, but this is races that are already in existence. This is the GP Montpelier, the, the DXR Kings, which is the formula, formerly the Neo buggy. Then the Euro contest buggy land and winter cup. They're saying that would be their five events. So now we have, um, RCGP running, uh, in a much broader, uh, world, series idea and then you have this masters of europe which is five races in europe oh i'm on um, i'm on the wrong i'm on a master oh, jesus i'm on masters of dirt rc you know <laughs> to me these are just to me these are just all races you know Wait, it's am i on the right one masters of dirt rc no this is oh. it's called master of europe and it, it, i don't even europe. know if there's a page i don't even know if there's a page yet this it's one? just i found it um, man, you guys like your series, don't you? <laughs> oh, they like they. Oh, yeah, we we, we like our series. <laughs> oh my god, reminds me of that meme where the guys like scratch. You know, the, the meme where he's like, "You got any more of those series?" Yeah, well, that that <laughs> you need to get that out because I think that's entirely true. Uh, okay, you sent me a link here. Okay, cool. And I think this is just a picture. Uh, I don't know if there's actually a site for this yet. Um, oh, Betty Design. It, That's the um, what's his name? Brian uh, or no, uh, Billy? Is that Billy Easton's? Uh, no, no. Uh, is it? Was he sponsored by them at one time? Biddy Design. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what he got from them, but he might have been. <laughs> all right. Well, I I just think that um, all these are just they're just races. Um, you know, we have a bunch of them in the U S and I don't think that I, this is just such a bigger, it's much bigger question. It gets kind of complicated because it gets into my opinion of the current state of things and kind of the direction that 
a lot of these things focus on and mm. it it's going to take it would take a little bit of time to kind of explain a, a little bit of what my side of this is but um and and it's not exactly the most beautiful picture <laughs> to paint either oh uh, here's their website so, the eurocontest.com so you can go there and uh, oh wow they got some chicks on the front so page. so so maybe so maybe it's not um uh, maybe it's not organized by the DXR guys. I was just I saw that as a recognizable race. Um, why come to but tenth anniversary? This has been going on for ten years. Mm, it must be on something different. The, 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 you're probably on the Euro Contest event page. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Okay, which that event I think has that particular event has been going on for ten years. Um, uh, but this series is something they're considering starting that just incorporates that event into it. Okay. Oh, they're live right now. They're racing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, all I know, know is my allergies I, my are killing o- me, and I really don't want to dig my into overall all opinion, <laughs> Yeah, my overall opinion about that is it, there's just going to be more races that people want the top drivers to attend because they feel like it helps the turnout. So they, um, they want to get everybody to, you know, uh, say that, Oh yeah, we'll send so-and-so drivers. And then they get a big list of drivers that they say are attending the event. And then they promote that as ways to get more entries to the race and turn it into a profitable race event. That's, That's what's done here in the U.S. That's uh, a good amount of different events. Is that's the way uh, you know people of uh, man. There's too many races. So there's yeah, and and that's kind of what I'm saying is there is a lot of races, and oh my we God. have a lot. We we have a lot of events, but ours are much different because we're actually these events are at tracks and hobby stores um where they can feel some of the positive effects of having the race i guess you Mm -hmm. could say um these races that are built for the weekend really only benefit the um the uh, race promoter and um maybe some uh you know the sponsors to some extent but it really doesn't help any tracks or hobby stores because they're all held at, um, you know, uh, just open areas, I guess you could say. And, you know, and there, and these races are, these type of events are put on for profit. That's the whole point. Uh, like, you know, these one-off events at different locations, they are kind of put on for profit. Which is okay. If you do a good race and you want to make some money out doing it, that's fine. But um, we'll see. It, it's had an effect uh, on the industry. Um, you know, the way the whole thing is, uh, the whole thing works. Kind of a, it's just a big question. We got Damon Barron asking the thoughts on the economy and how it affects RC. I mean, I'm no expert. 
Um, I had somebody message us and ask us uh, the tariffs that are being uh, brought on to China. Will that affect RC in any way? I don't know. I don't know nothing about um, it. I do know it's going to yeah, affect yeah, my I video game, and that's for sure, because that PS5 may be seven to $800 because of this. It's the only thing I disagree with Trump on. <laughs> he can import tariffs. Yeah, he's going to tariff my PS5. Come on, bro. Yeah, well, it depends, you know, how um, what your product is classified as um, to deter, you know. So we got two questions here, but Damon yeah. is asking about the economy and how it affects RC over the years. It almost, and people, I I've had people tell me this, who've been in the business longer than I know what you're going to say. Cause Ernie used to always say this, go ahead. That when the economy was down, yep. it always seemed like RC was good. Yep. Absolutely. Ernie always said that. He said when the economy was kind of bad or not doing as well, RC did well because it was a cheap hobby. And people think, took less vacations and all these other things, and they just did their hobbies. Yeah. Oh. So that's what I've been told by people that have been in this longer than me. And we've experienced some of that as well, that, um, you know, when the economy was poor in what was it like, whatever, just say it was 07 to 06, 07, 08, whenever that time period. Yeah. That was also when the short course thing got going. And and it, RC was just sales were just bananas. Um, during that time with the short course stuff, um, cause it was something inexpensive, relatively inexpensive and people were getting into it, you know, because people have more expensive hobbies than RC. You get people that are dirt biking, they race real cars. I mean, we're talking about stuff that costs, you know, 30, 40, $50,000, um, people that get these side by sides and go camping and have motorhomes and those are expensive hobbies because you're getting into tens of thousands up to a hundred thousand dollars you know people that get boats and you know all that stuff is incredibly expensive um and then rc is thousands right rc costs thousands these other things real racing or, or whatever tens of thousands so the way it's been explained to me in the past is people, when they do, if they do throttle back, they still want to play with something and then they, they, they get, they find RC. I don't know. That was anyway. Um, then Gary O'Brien, the tariffs on the implement import of J concepts. Well, well, first of all, um, I think this kind of goes back to what you're saying that it depends how your products classified. Like apparently the, PlayStation five is going to be in this classification of things where there's going to be extra tariffs on it. Yeah. Um, so Sony and Sony, Nintendo and Microsoft have, um, filed exemptions for it though. So hopefully it passes, but yeah. Yeah. So we'll, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's the, um, 25%. Yeah. It could, it, the thing is, is this could affect uh, the whole RC industry. I think Gary O'Brien is asking how it's going to affect J Concepts. But if they decide to put our any RC product into that uh, into those areas, sure, it's going to affect the price of everything. Um, but but we're talking about it's going to affect almost every almost every company in RC. Not all of them, but it will affect almost all of them <laughs> if it does. Um, at this point, it hasn't. I guess we'll say that. Uh, Alfredo 
Morales, when is the clash making a comeback? Um, we want to do it. Um, the problem is the timing has been really bad. Um, I initially made the schedule this year, uh, trying to, uh, put the clash in October for Mills Pond, um, in October was uh, my original plan when we started this year. That was the way we structured the super cup, the indoor super indoor series. We structured everything, all of our events around possibly doing the clash again in October. And I wanted to do it at Mills Pond and it just hasn't completely worked. Um, <laughs> I like how you cut off the questions. <laughs> 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 so it hasn't worked out but we are i do want to run the clash i do want to go to mills pond so at some point <clears throat> chad brockman why don't we make a mud boss body i can't believe what people are charging for it seems to be a growing class i you know he's right uh, but it is a gigantic the mud boss stuff is pretty big in their panels so it's a little more complicated to what, probably uh, get that can't believe what people are charging for it what do you mean What's going on? Yeah, there, there's a, a class called Mud Boss in RC. Yeah. And and the bodies are like these, they're really big. Yeah, I know what they look like. So they're charging outrageous prices for them. Yeah. Because they're scarce. Well, because I think they're hand or pre-cut. So oh. they have to have all these, they have a ton of these panels and then you put them together. Um, so who's making to, them? To make, um, the one I just bumped into, uh, did a video, video for wrapping. I'm just going to pick pull a picture. I think it's because it's very labor intensive at the moment, these mud boss bodies, because there are a lot of panels. And then you have there, someone's pre trimming them and putting them in a package. And it's just, there's a lot of parts, a lot of panels. But yeah, I agree. I wish we could get to it. It's just we have a long list of products we're trying to do. And um, everything just we I, I, well, I only probably got done just this month we or uh, August with we only got done one of the probably three or four things I was hoping to get done. So hmm. Um, we got Rob Sturgill, the state of indoor off-road racing on a dirt, on dirt. Uh, it's, it's still seems to be popular, but it's definitely seems to be on the decline. I just kind of feel like people are getting tired of, um, they call it dirt, but it's so prepared or so in one direction that you can't really consider it dirt. And then they're just saying, well, let's just put in carpet because it's, we're not really racing on dirt anyway. I think that's kind of what people's mindset is at the moment, which I can't really disagree with. What I think needs to happen is I think we need to have more, um, backyard dirt tracks again. I think that would make a, that would be huge. Somebody, people that stuff, stuff that's just not a huge investment. Um, is people that have tracks in their extra yard space or in the country, they build 
Um, they build a big dirt track, not big, but a good sized dirt track, and they could use it for road course off road, or they can use it for dirt oval. I think that is what, what you want to be doing right now if you're wanting to see some RC racing uh, on a local level. I think if you're trying to buy or rent an indoor facility and set up a track and trying to decide on dirt or carpet, I think that's the most expensive route by a mile and probably the toughest one to continue. Um, Chad Brockman, are you going to make bodies for the six by six by Traxxas and Axial? I don't know. That is kind of a monster. We'll have to see where we need to be better in the scale category. Um, so the six by six scale category is six by six. Yeah. There's two, uh, Traxxas and Axial are now are coming out with trucks that are six by six. So there's, there's six tires (laughs) on the vehicle. Six driving. Um, it just shows you, and and they're they're uh, very popular. Wow. At least uh, <clears throat> the the buzz. There's a lot of buzz there for it. Hmm. Wait till I show you a picture of this thing. Yeah, I gotta see this. <laughs> um, it looks badass, but I mean, for us or anybody to beat the body that this thing comes with is probably a, if we want to make something better looking then and sell it to the customer, that's better looking than what comes with the truck. It's probably a $30,000 plus project to make something that's better looking and as appealing or better appealing. We're talking about, um, just a an an intense project. Um, well, head on over to Patreon.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if people want to know, I mean, that's that's the truth. I wow. mean, it's, if you're going to come out with something that's going to rock the business and be good in that category, it's not just a body. You know, it's not. It, it's it's just a ton. It's a ton of detail it's a ton of ton of licensing it's a ton of aftermarket accessories they took their truck their scale truck the trx4 and they've you know altered it so now it can have uh, three axles and they made a long body and uh wow Uh, these guys are gonna love this and, and i think this comes back to also um these segments are huge in RC, the scale segment. We talked about it earlier, the drag racing. We've talked about how the scale truck thing is going and how, you know, uh, these, and what do these things have in common? They all look like something real. Short course, when it came out, it looked like something real. All these things look like something real. That's why people are getting, they get into them. <clears throat> That's where we have failed in off-road racing is we just it doesn't stay looking like anything real so to advertise it to somebody that doesn't know anything about rc it's a tough sell and that goes back to my thing with rcgp we're taking the most expensive eight scale buggy we're doing them and putting the best drivers behind them but people don't know what these things are supposed to be they're like what is this i don't 
I don't understand what this. It looks like a a lunar Land Rover. It doesn't look like uh, any kind of a buggy. We call it a buggy, but it doesn't look like a buggy. It looks like it belongs like exploring Mars or something. <laughs> I mean, that's what these. That's what our race cars look like. Right. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to the racers because they're so ate up with it already. It could look like anything, and they'd be into it. They just like racing. Mm-hmm. But to get in. Um, to get involved in this, people like it to look like something. That's how they start. And, um, that was my main, that's my main thing behind the RCGP is it's hard to get people to start when the class that you're showing is the most expensive and the one that looks like the least similar to anything in the world. So that's why I say that it's, it's a little bit of a tough sell. And, and then you look at what these companies are coming out with. Um, you know, it's a, it's a licensed Mercedes. It's a, um, you know, it's a Chevelle, it's a Nova, you know what I mean? This is what people are buying. So yeah. anyway, no, you're right. But it's, there's a lot of wrongs that we've, that that there are in off-road racing and on-road racing that we try to, to write the ship occasionally and it, it works for a little while until it gets too racy. And then we start, um, we start getting off on tangents of what all the stuff looks like and how to, to do it. And then we get so far away from a, a real vehicle that it doesn't, people don't relate to it anymore. So anyway, it's just a, you know, it's just a long conversation on all of that stuff. But I mean, I love racing. I'll race anything. Um, we'll race monster trucks. We'll race on road. We'll race, um, off-road buggies. Uh, we've tried to race scale trucks. We've done rock racing. We'll try to race any of it. We like racing, but there are certain things that, um, that get people involved in this that affected on a huge large um scale not just you know um, a couple people here and there a large scale and it's pretty clear that these scale looking vehicles and scale projects and that's what have always excited people and um so anyway (laughs) Jason's thought on Old Town Road over or underrated? Who 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 said that? Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. I liked the song. <laughs> I thought it was a funny song. Um, I don't think we're going to be listening to it in twenty years, <laughs> but it was a nice little um, funny, fun song. We had a lot of fun with it with guys at work, Brad and AJ guys that like the song we had a lot of fun and there's a lot of great memes because of that song Hmm. okay um so it was fun all right guys we'll catch you for 200 i'm excited see you then